Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined, as always, by with Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch. Hello, everybody. The 12 days of Christmas is over, so it's now just ordinary time until we reach easter tide so just hi yes and the mysterious l how do you do fellow babies it's me fellow baby l totally young just like you yes certainly not shocked about my age today after seeing somebody just be like hey remember when they remade that legend of zelda game for the the 3ds and she's like oh yeah i remember that and they're just like yeah like that game came out as long ago as the original one had come out when that was remaking it. And I was like, no, no, that can't be true. That's impossible. <laughs> I like that our generation, I don't, I don't know what happened to previous generations, but I think like social media has created this thing where we get to get attacked by how old we are constantly. Just like, I, I don't, I don't feel like previous generations had as many signposts of you are now very old just hitting them over the head over and over and over again the way we do with like the internet just bringing up hey remember this thing that was a long time ago and you're just like no why was it so long ago that's so bad well like i'm fairly old i'm an elder millennial and you are older than i i'm not sure are you still technically an elder millennial or are you like an incredibly late generation xer (laughs) 
I, I I saw a thing where I'm an exennial. I'm I'm what they also call the Oregon Trail generation because I'm the generation of people that was playing Oregon Trail in school. I played so that I. too. Yeah, that's just because your school was poor, Haley. No, I don't, that I, is so I, accurate. <laughs> that is so true. That's so true. You got that me. Was for, that was actually supposed to be a joke, although I figured there was a chance it was true because based on just I don't know the way you look visually, looking at you with my eyes, it seems like you're younger than the two old fucks you co-host with. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I don't know, like because Oregon Trail was a little <laughs> old in the tooth when I was playing it in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was I just loved like, it so much as a kid, though. <laughs> it was great. Oregon Trail, like Math Blaster, and all those like classic, like big floppy games. They're just yep. so good. But yep. uh, but yeah, so like our generation, sort of like weird, you know, grew up no internet at all. I mean, it technically existed, but it wasn't for us. And then both of us getting to transition fully into internet age, like now the sum of all mankind's knowledge in the hand of our fucking like in the palm of our hand at all times. And on top of that, we also had the fucking pan- the Pando gap years. Like, so my time is all fucked, dude. Like, when I look, like, for, uh, I'm not even 40 yet. And when I look into the rear view, it's just like anything that happened more than two years ago happened within five years ago. Anything that happened more than five years ago happened within 10 years ago. And sometimes I still get that wrong. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that thing was like, 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 I'll be like, oh, yeah, Scott Pilgrim, that thing came out like 10 years ago. And they're just like, no, dude, that thing came out like 15 or 20 years ago. You're fucking bad old now. (laughs) (laughs) Old. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, that's just, yeah, that's the thing. But I just see uh, so many people posting stuff where they're like, remember when this happened? Like, compare this to this frame, uh, time reference. It's just as old. Like, that. the distance is equal between these two things. And then you're just like, that can't be true. That's ridiculous. Oh, God, I'm so old. And, like, uh, like so, there was, like, a, a wrestler, this, uh, this woman who's, like, now getting on TV. And she's, like, talking about who inspired her to be a wrestler. And she named someone who was, like, just got hot, like, recently. And then you're like, oh, right. She is 22 years old. So when she was a kid, that person was someone she looked up to. Oh, God, I'm 100. I'm literally 100 years old. This is this is terrible. This is so bad. Like, yeah. And, you know, that's fine. I'm not upset transitioning into being an old uh, because, first of all, my body has felt old for a little while. But like my spirit still feels young. Uh, So in that way, I've just always been That's all that matters. Uh, no, I mean, the body does matter, too. Like, uh, like if I, if I want to go to concerts, the body matters a lot. Like, I'm not, unless I show up in a rascal scooter or something, like, my body's going to hurt. My body's yeah. going to be in a rough way, like, halfway through that show. Um, but one of the things I wish that the fuckers who were old before us, because, like, you know, old fucks before us will tell you things. They'll be like, dude, like, pretty much the second you hit 30, that's when you'll start notice your body giving out. And they'll be like, yeah, you'll start to lose sense of how long ago things were and like this and that. So you prepare for a lot of stuff. I don't think anybody ever sat me down and like had a talk to me about how you get like weird old people face blindness where like when I look at like celebrities or whatever, just people that I see on the screen that are anywhere between the ages of like 28 and, you know, like my age, I'm just like, Oh, we're all like peers or whatever. But like 28 is a big difference. Like the people that are 28 are like not really my peers. Like those people are 10 years younger than me. But in my head, everybody's 35, myself included. We're all 35, baby. Dude, everyone's 35. And anyone that doesn't 
ping to me as 35 either pings to be as 50 plus or like 20 minus and like those are the age categories now it's like no, nobody sat down there just like hey like once you hit a certain age you were going to start thinking about the people that you see in terms of like their television demographic but not because you're looking for ratings just because it will be easier to pinning down their real age It'd be like, oh, sweet, yeah, like, uh, yeah, my buddy's got some young friends, they're all 18 to 24, whatever. I've said shit like that. Like, what was some of my buddies, when they were, like, going to college late in life, I'm like, yeah, some of their friends are a little young, they're, like, 18 to 24. That's a fucking TVH demo. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy was associated with too many people who were females between the age of 18 to 24, and I'm only using that word in that way because that's how a TV demographic would say it. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Getting old, yeah. it's great. Yeah. I feel so wise. Ooh. <laughs> like, the, I remember, like, growing up when I'd be watching football with my mom, my mom would constantly be pointing out, like, rookie players and be like, wow, he's so young. And I just, like, couldn't wrap my head around that. And now, like, that's just something that happens with, like, all, like, young athletes. I'm just like, yeah, that's a kid. That's, like, a, a kid now playing an adults game. And in a couple years, he'll be adultified. But at this moment... That does look like a child, like pretending oh, yeah, to be dude. a Boston King, Bruin. King James, our boy LeBron, he has been yes. he has been thirty five to me since he was eighteen. Like he just yes. like he just had the physiology of somebody that my bro was just like, oh, full full grown adult man, probably like early thirties, maybe thirty five. Yeah, he was like eighteen <laughs> when he started. He's fucking my age now. Like yes, <laughs> he's just better than me across the board, like in all ways. Yes, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's like super funny because Tom Brady's my age, so it's like you just have this person who's just crushed you in every imaginable way to just remind you, here's what you could have done at your age if only you were excellent, but no, you decided to fail instead. Yeah, I mean I made a post about it. I can't remember if I like, tweeted about it back before I abandoned that platform or whatever, but like I'm like fatter and less well off and older than Homer Simpson is supposed to be. <laughs> Like, I, I weigh more than he does at his established weight. I am definitely older than he is, because I believe he is supposed to be between the ages of 34 and 36 or whatever. And, uh, yeah, like, his 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 poverty was owning a three-bedroom uh, three house with, like, a garage for his two cars. That was how poor they were. That's that's an impossible dream for my generation. And Marge will stay at home. Marge only oh, yeah. worked Marge occasionally work. no, 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 in no, no, certain no. episodes. Absolutely not. No, she she <laughs> and, they, and they would complain about money, but they seemed like they were doing just fine. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, he went, were, to, he went to space. Even, even when I was watching <laughs> them when I was a kid, I was just like, I knew that the Simpsons were less poor than I was. <laughs> I was just like, I I am poorer than they are. They're making funny jokes about their income level, but like I have less than them by a lot. <laughs> but, now I'm older, but, but now I'm older and fatter than Homer was. And I'm just like, dude, I don't really feel like Homer Simpson. Like, I mean, granted, like, you know, I'm old and fat, but like, I, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> you need three kids. I guess. <laughs> three unaging children. Just yep. <laughs> And myself to be unaging was stuck in that form. Like mm -hmm. if somebody turned yeah. me into a vampire right now, I'm like, ah, beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, look, the the vampire thing is maybe enough incentive. Give me 12 months to like tone it up at least a little and then come back so I can, so I can be at least a little hot for like my eternity. <laughs> and that's going to be like the name would... of my spicy romance novel, A Little Hot for My Eternity by Mysterious <laughs> L. 
Yeah, you can have chat. You can have the AI, the chat GPT, or what, bang that out for you in like two hours. We can put it on a website, start. Yeah, but then, up I'd, the then I'd have to give it away because that's where my line is on the AI thing. I'll fuck yeah. around with AI all I want if I'm not making any money off of it, and fuck you because what are you going to do about it? Fight me? But I'm not trying to make any money off of that stuff. That is stupid. But yeah. also, like a lot of these people, goalpost moves a lot when it comes to like what is okay to steal. This is just like yeah, you're not pirating anything there, bud. but uh that's a conversation for never because they'd kill me i'd die uh i'd never be able to work in this town again so let's move on to our amuse abouche it's time for a light sampling of insanity get ready for the amuse bouche we did it we waited long enough and the illuminati is back dude yeah the illuminati is back in a big way What what a great week for the illuminati uh, and I, I never thought that I'd be getting to it from, from this angle, but I guess I should have, because, uh, I just, I've never heard very many interviews with one Cat Williams, who you might recognize as, <laughs> uh, professional stand-up comedian who got famous many years ago for, uh, his pimp routine, <laughs> which is exactly what it was. It sounds crazy. Anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah, like he had a crazy barn burning, like two hour, 40 minute interview where he, uh, spilled a lot of tea. But the craziest thing he said was uh, Illuminati related. And I, I, I hope Mike did his research because I'm about to toss it to Mike. Mike, here's the, al- the Alice Oop. So Cat uh, uh, told Shannon Sharp, the interviewer of uh, here, that he and Ludacris were basically brought into a room by the Illuminati. And they were told that uh, one of them was going to get the part of being a multi-trillionaire, movie star, awesome person. Well, obviously, I'm both ludicrous out of those two. Well, I'm going to jump in right here because this is one of the few things that, like, I did actually read about ahead of time because I didn't know we were going to be talking about on the podcast. Like, I heard this and then I was like, we should talk. Uh, Yeah. Cat Williams had had a concrete figure. He said... They sat us down. They were just like, we're going to make one. We're going to give one of you $200 million and a weird looking wife, <laughs> which I thought was just the craziest part of the whole thing <laughs> was, I mean, because again, Cat Williams is a professional comedian, but the fact that he's just like, <laughs> he had to go out of his way to say that all the, the wives that allegedly the Illuminati pair with these black actors that they elevate to superstar. They all have weird looking faces. It's a weird. He's just like all these women have weird looking faces that never do any interviews. You have no idea who they are. You don't know what they think. Like they're just weird looking trophy white ladies for these guys. I was just like, damn, Cat Williams. It sounds like you are the expert on this subject this time around. But I, but yes. I, I usually give it to, I, I usually give it to Mike because that is his job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I, didn't, for- I didn't bother to remember the guy's name that was interviewed. Who cares? <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, uh, Shannon Sharp's now like a media presence, and so he's 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 big yeah, time. I, I didn't like I I couldn't pull it off the top of my dome, and I didn't want to get it wrong out of racism and my white right. guilt. So I was just like, I'll let Mike feel this. One. <laughs> I completely forgot about the weird looking wives thing. I did I did remember like the two hundred million because and Cat Williams uh, like his justification for that claim was that the Fast and Furious franchise is now on like episode ten, and so. Eventually, they're going to get to enough movies where Ludacris will have been in 20 of them and will have received 10 million for each of them. And well, I, I mean, certainly like, the Illuminati is lining his pockets in ways other than just his movie career, right? Yeah, you would have to Ludacris is still a successful rapper. As far as, as, far as I know, <laughs> Ludacris still has a rap career. 
Right. <laughs> I, I just like love the idea that I, I just want to know, can Kat name the people that put him in that room and told him this? Like Hillary Clinton. Who, <laughs> Hillary Clinton should definitely be one of them. I mean, it's I'm sure I'm sure that he would probably just say some white person with a briefcase or whatever, you know, or maybe right. even spookier, some white person in some Illuminati robes is like <laughs> or with or wearing like a signet ring or something. So that way, you know, he's not just a he's not just like a fucking corpo like he's an Illuminati corpo. <laughs> But I, I, I want, I want the devil in the room. I want Lucifer Morningstar wearing a ridiculously well dressed, well tailored suit in the room, actually like talking to you as this is going on. I want, I want that level of power being involved because I see these like stories all the time from people where they're just like, this guy sold his soul to the Illuminati, and I'm like, how? Like, explain this process to me because I want to know how this works. Because Morpheus. Uh, Right. I want I want people I want big time people involved. Oh, I need super I need supernatural deities in the room with me working on this stuff. Cause uh some guy sold his podcast to like Barstool Sports for like hundreds of millions of dollars. And then like three years later his son was like tragically like killed in by gun violence. And they were just like when this guy signed the contract, he knew he was sacrificing his son. And it's like, really? David Portnoy is the Illuminati now? Barstool Sports? <laughs> yeah, bar- dude. Like, he, 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 how else could pizza. you explain him getting so popular for just standing in front of a place and just being like, man, this pizza's like a 775. That's a pretty good pizza. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Also, pizza, Mike. Come on. Pizza? Come on. Obviously. Obviously. Don't get me wrong. But I, I'm only, throwing I'm only it in your face. Jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his, and he, his, I think his favorite pizza is just plain cheese pizza, he says, winking at the camera, while yeah. sticking his tongue out, ready to receive the, <laughs> the, the pizza, you know? Mm, pizza? Yeah, yeah. insane stuff. Uh, I, I fucking, yeah. And it also just happens to look really good for Cat Williams in that story, where he was just like, back before Ludacris became a household name, as like a multidiscipline, like, just superstar. I was in the same room with him, and somebody was just like, you know what, Cat Williams, you're exactly just like Ludacris in terms of your ability to generate a profit and marketability. And what we would super love is to make one of you. You're so, It's so close. We're pretty much just going to flip a coin. We just want to let you know how great the both of you are. And then, ah, da beads. It just went to Ludacris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. So strange that Luda got the got the win there. It was uh, such a, a, a evenly fought contest between two equal combatants, and just on that day, Ludacris was just slightly the better man to be to gain Illuminati acceptance. Uh, so, to my TikTok surprise, I have seen several videos from people who uh, believe all of the shit that Cat Williams is saying, like just literally all of it. Awesome. They're just like, they're like, yeah, he made a lot. He's, they're just like, Bernie Mac did steal jokes. Fuck that guy. He's the worst. And they're just like, Steve Harvey is a hack and fuck that. And I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm on board with you. And they're just like, yeah. And the Illuminati really did make Ludacris a superstar for Cat Williams. I'm just like, ooh. Yeah, ooh. I mean, I don't know. The other stuff there's like receipts for. Like, you can like, yeah, there's like footage of Bernie Mac saying all those jokes. And, you know. Steve Steve Harvey just is Steve Harvey. Like I feel like we've all been pretty confused about why he's famous for a long time. Uh at least I have been. I was like, okay. Uh but 
Yeah, like, and I, I also think Cat Williams is funny, but I also don't think any of those things gives a ground to stand on where he said, the like, the Illuminati, which is what the only people he chooses to name, he just says the Illuminati. And Set, him, and Ludacris Downer were just like, you guys are exactly the same. And one of you, we're going to make a huge star. And the other one, we brought into this room to implicate ourselves so that you can tell this story down the line and make <laughs> us look like a bunch of goofs. Like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that that would make more sense if he was just like and then at the end of that meeting they tried to kill me and I survived it here's my bullet wound from it <laughs> you know <laughs> oh, that would have been the ultimate reveal is like yeah then, then they tried to brand me and they like took his wig off and the back of his head had a pentagram like branded into it and we're like oh shit that would have been that would have had some gravitas to it instead of just this is like uh, every time Al, like Every week, Alex Jones has a bit in his show where he's like, yeah, I was talking to some globalists. They told me to sell out. I told them I couldn't. They told me I'm great and I'm really strong and powerful and brave. But uh, yeah, it's just like... Oh, that whole interview makes uh, makes Cat Williams look really powerful and brave. Including, <laughs> yes. like, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it, but if you want to, if you want to read about how great Cat Williams is, according to Cat Williams, you could listen to the Cat Williams interview. <laughs> it's two hours <laughs> and 40 minutes of pure, pure gasoline. But we have to move on to our second piece of Illuminati stuff. Thank God. I love the Illuminati. Uh, Taylor Swift is back in the news for being a member of the Illuminati, which should be this no surprise so to funny. any of us. So she's rippling with power. Obviously, she's fucking... Obviously, she's just by Moloch. It would be like... <laughs> if this were an anime, that would be one of the people that the townspeople would just be like, Taylor Swift sees blessings with the goddess. Like, obviously. <laughs> You know, but anyway, uh, well, well, uh, for those of you who don't know the the full scoop, including myself, Mike, why is she back in the news this week? Uh, QAnon promoter, the Patriot Voice, aka QAnon John, who then changed his name once uh, everyone told him, "Yo, buddy, we don't say QAnon anymore. You got to change your name." He uh, made this post where he stated during a NATO meeting, the idea for Taylor Swift to be used as a psyop for the Pentagon was brought up. It looks like they decided to go through, go this route. She blew up out of nowhere and has been plastered everywhere. You're right, buddy. No one knew of Taylor Swift until this year. Mm-hmm. She was completely under the radar, completely unknown. I said it from the beginning, all caps. Not only is Taylor admittedly a satanic witch, I don't remember when she admitted that, but hey, she's also being used as a Pentagon psyop asset to swing many thousands of youth votes over to the Democrats and quote unquote combat misinformation online. Effectively, she is a propagandist for the left if she realizes it or not, and I believe she is well aware of what she's involved with. To make matters worse, they paired her up with Travis Kelsey because of how many Americans have their faces um, planted to the TV watching football. He's a very effective salesman for Pfizer, selling RMMA death to the unsuspecting masses. Wakey, wakey, the whole world is a stage and they expect you to fall for it. I I love how overwrought and melodramatic that is. And all of this was also based off of Jesse Waters basically saying the same shit on Fox. Yeah, weren't they saying on Fox that she's a Pentagon asset? Right. That's where he got this from. Yeah. Je- Jesse Waters, like, f- throwing a fit and being a giant baby. Because Jesse Waters been... is... Jesse Waters is what? What is he? he he's just... He's the, most <laughs> cute-pilled, he's the most cute-pilled person on Fox. And it's hard to do that, but he's done it. I mean, he's the most cute-adjacent Fox News host they've got. Also, like, I'll be the one to say it. Because maybe I'm the only one on the podcast thinking it. But... I don't think it's I, this is less this is less bullshit than a lot of these conspiracy theories are. I mean, I think it would be kind of fucking. I would be disappointed if our top level intelligence people 
in our government weren't thinking of ways to leverage the massive celebrities that come out of our country for whatever reason. Like, I'm not, I'm like specifically to shill for Biden or Democrats or whatever. I don't think so or whatever. And I certainly don't think they're they're pulling like, you know, they're like, hey, Taylor Swift, like fucking we're, we're, you Kanye West back before he went off the rails and all this shit. We're going to bring you into a room. We're going to give you your missions. But like these people have a huge platform. It would be insane for them not to at least consider that as an avenue to do a thing. Uh, whether or not they're actively doing it is a whole other matter because that sounds crazy. But if Taylor Swift is a platform, if Taylor Swift is out there as like some sort of like operation shilling for a left wing agenda, it's because her politics are left wing. She has a massive platform due to her incredible talent. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. She's pretty obvious to me. Right. I, I think that the what these people don't understand is that stuff like this can be organic. There's uh, part of the, the Taylor Swift documentary where she talks to her parents about how she feels really badly that she wasn't more politically active in 2016 and that she has this like kind of like guilt that maybe if she'd been gung-ho for Hillary, it might, and that might have done something to change a really close election. And her her father's like, you're going to eat a mountain of shit from people if you like come out as a liberal because like that it, like politics is polarizing and it's going to be if this is like something you're going to have to deal with. And she's like, I accept that, but this is what I believe in. And QAnon and right wingers believe that you cannot be left wing naturally. It can't be something you actually believe in your heart. The only way you can be a liberal is either you're just dumber than shit and have been brainwashed or rich people hand you bags of money and buy you off and make you a liberal. And like that's the that's the world they inhabit, where they're just like the only way you can support those, and to those people. Fuck. I say, why the fuck did I get brainwashed? <laughs> where's my money? Right. Where's right. my Come money, on. dude? Yes. Bring up Ernie Lesko. Hey, where's my money? Hey, <laughs> where's my money at, Ernie? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of funny beef within the Turning Point USA influencer world because that includes people like Jack Posobiec and obviously Charlie Kirk. And then, like, they have, like, female content creators who do kind of make, like, lifestyle podcasts and, like, ce- uh, celebrity-based podcasts. And they are uh, – the 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 two women that kind of are their biggest influencers are obsessed with Taylor Swift. They love Taylor Swift. And they were kind of, like, trying to bake that she was actually a secret right-winger for a while. And then, like, Jack Posobiec was one of the people, like, leading the – um like Taylor Swift is secretly an asset kind of thing, like Illuminati asset. Um, Cause he was like posting a bunch of like just articles with her on the cover and the big Taylor Swift mania that's been happening this last year, like especially being like, this is all planned. So it is this funny beef within turning point USA world. And like just in general that right wingers are kind of, turning against her um i saw mark fincham you know that like kind of q anon uh he used to be an election official here but yeah yeah the, the, honey, the honey badger az honey badger honey badger know. yep you don't quit uh he says that at rallies <laughs> uh he was like heartbroken that taylor swift was like uh he, when he was seeing the news on fox news about her being a pentagon asset he he posted a screenshot of the 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 fox news segment and he said, hey, Taylor Swift, who are you promoting? The New World Order or us hometown peeps? 
absolutely heartbroken. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, in Arizona, also like there's a Republican sponsoring a a bill called the Swift Act, and it's after Taylor Swift because uh, I think his kid like wanted to see Swift and got all these upcharge fees, uh, and oh, yeah. he's like, "I'm sponsoring a bill to stop this. We're calling it. We're naming it after Taylor Swift." Good, honestly, <laughs> fuck those people, dude. Like, yeah. like bu- buying a ticket to any show is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why, like, I don't really go to shows in rooms that have larger than three k occupancy mm-hmm. anymore. Like, I'm not, I'm not paying a bunch of, I'm not getting, I'm not paying a sub scalper or a bot scalper a bunch of upcharge money to get a nosebleed seat to watch a monitor of a live feed of a stage. It's just not gonna yes. happen anymore. You know. I want to go to a funny. dive bar and see a local band, and uh, the music might not be as good, but the vibe is what I want. You know, that, that's why I go to concerts mostly for the vibe. <laughs> it's just funny these right wing grifters like trying to turn the world against Taylor Swift, and even some Republicans are like, "Um, nah, <laughs> no, I love her." <laughs> and also, like attacking her is a bad idea. Like, I, I mean, I feel like. Uh, I don't know how how often people need to make the joke about her fan base being like kind of rabid and easy to mobilize to a mm-hmm. cause mm-hmm. before people just start like recognizing that it's true mm-hmm. and they should probably just leave Taylor Swift out of their bullshit and just let mm-hmm. her be a pop star. <laughs> like, because her fucking fan base is crazy. I mean, like, you know, it, no disrespect if you love Taylor Swift, but like, I, I would, that level of hyper fanaticism is just something that I, I just don't resonate with. The stuff I love the most, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like I love it. But like, I could never. The creator of the stuff I love the most could never point their finger and get me to do a thing. It's like not who I am. Anyway, I love that it, it, Taylor Swift being a member of the Illuminati is so obvious. Like, she did come out of nowhere. Like twenty years ago, she just appeared, and now she's just really successful. It's so bizarre. God, they're, they're making it so obvious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, it, yeah, it, and it's it's just so silly, like this thing about oh, she's an Illuminati asset. When guess what? Most artists are liberals, and this is why like right wingers get mad at them. Uh, like uh, during the uh, Obama, I believe Obama's re-election campaign, uh, they had Katy Perry performing, and she was wearing like a ballot dress that had the Obama Biden uh, square next to it filled in and had the Romney Paul square not filled in on the dress. Like this, like this kind of thing where Hollywood uh, celebrities and quote unquote influencers back the Democrat. This isn't, this isn't new. This is just how it works because in general, creative people tend to be more liberal and also they tend to be younger. And that's why we have this difference where, the young popular people back the Democrat and the old people are Clint Eastwood yelling at a chair at the Republican national convention. I mean, it's just like, that's the dichotomy. It's why. Also, what, the, Trump- what the fuck did Katy Perry do to piss off the Illuminati? She seemed like she was playing the most ball. If she was dancing around as a ballot filled in for Joe Biden, but as of 2024, her star is, let's just say quite dim. <laughs> Not well, sure what again- Katie's up to. Ouch, I think she's a judge on American Idol, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, hey, she got replaced by Taylor Swift. The, the, the Illuminati went with the new hotness. They get that, that's how this works. Yeah, can't I mean, we see Tay Dog rocking the filled in ballot for Hillary Clinton, the Rudbacks? <laughs> <laughs> 
that, that, that with 12 years under our belt, maybe they'll maybe they'll like it better this time around. Oh, what? No, they still hate it. Boo. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's move on to a real quick uh, Boosh uh, topic because we love talking about Lauren Boebert. Mike, why are we talking about Lauren Boebert this week? I heard she threw some hands. Uh, so Lauren Boebert apparently assaulted her ex-husband uh, at a restaurant or some other public facility, and the police were involved. And then today, uh, her ex-husband has been arrested on various charges, not stemming from that incident, but apparently because, again, if you don't remember, her ex-husband was accused of exposing himself at a bowling alley to a bunch of teenagers and was just kind of a huge piece of shit. Including so, her. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't know if that so. I don't think so, but yeah, like the yeah, Bobert's uh, whole personal life is concerning, to put it bluntly. And so, seems like the sort of guy that, like, yeah, you might want to hit in public. Although at this point, <laughs> Lauren Bobert should know that she should just keep her hands to herself in public. <laughs> Yeah. She should just and, should not go in public because it seems like people film her like paparazzi, and they're going to catch everything you do. Yeah, I feel like if, I feel like if we if we get like a thirty second clip of her picking her nose and eating it, she'll have done the like th- like bad stuff you can get caught on film doing with your hands in public trifecta. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and uh, the one last thing I wanted to bring up about her because I, I remember seeing this a little while ago, but I didn't bring it up. She is actually jumping districts in an effort to stay in the House because uh, that razor-thin election she wasn't supposed to lose last time, that guy's running against her again. So she's now scared shitless of facing off against the guy that almost beat her in a midterm when now it's going to be a a presidential election in a blue state. So that guy's going to have the Biden coattails to ride. So uh, Boebert is jumping into the more conservative Colorado 4th District. But uh, there's already people there, so now she's going to have to win a Republican primary if she wants to stay in Congress. So that's going to be a very interesting little thing to see uh, coming up down the line as the uh, the primary season hits. And that that basically, if you win that seat, if you win that primary, you're going to be a congressperson because it's really red. I saw the Democrat uh, that's in that district now trying to grift off of it, being like, I'm trying to stop Lauren Boebert, so give me money. It's like, buddy. You're going to lose by ten points to whoever wins that nomination. Calm down, like don't. We're we're gonna. I'm going to support the guy that's in Colorado District Three that almost beat Barbert last time because he seems like he's got a shot. So, the her madness and hopefully her her political career is hopefully coming to an end. So that'd be very nice to see. Couldn't happen to a better person, really. So she can go back to her successful restaurant business. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, enough of that horseshit. Let's talk. It's time to talk about Arizona, as we do every week. So I'm going to toss it over to our Arizona correspondent, Haley, aka Arizona Right Watch, for the madness this week. Haley, what's going on in the flaming crater that is the state of Arizona? Unfortunately, kind of a lot, but we'll stick to two quick stories that honestly aren't that quick. But let's try it. Um. Elon Musk is getting on in on the Arizona election disinformation. The AZ GOP has found their strongest soldier. Um, he was on the Twitter tweeting uh, that Arizona 
is the only state that doesn't require a proof of citizenship for voting in federal elections, which couldn't be more wrong. Because uh, he's trying to obviously whip up like, you know, undocumented immigrants are voting in Arizona. That's why it's going blue panic, you know. Uh, completely incorrect. You, We're actually the only state that uh, does require a proof of citizenship for state and local races. It kind of actually, it, I mean, it does. It, um, it actually, uh, like, differs from federal law. So our voting is a bit different here where, like, yeah, you have to show proof of citizenship, but if you can't, then you go on the federal-only voter uh, ballot you get a federal only ballot and like if you're found to be lying on that um like it's actually a pretty big deal so anyway Elon, it's not this isn't like huge it's it's just um elon is going like twitter and elon and uh all that are going to be whipping up like arizona-based disinformation surrounding the election which is to be expected, I expect to see much, much more uh, conspiracies that we saw during, like, the Cyber Ninjas audit and the Carrie Lake election, um, just all the lies that, like, she told during her lawsuits, and now all her lawyers are getting disbarred for. They, like, took a bullet for lies, you know? Now they're lies that are normalized in the public. But anyway, there was even some, like, AZGOP members, this uh, state rep, Justin Heap, who was, like, basically like like saying that he hopes elon puts the scale like his thumb on the scale to influence the 2024 presidential election just like twitter did um you know in 2022 that's what he said i'm not saying that that's what happened um but yeah so he's like uh, basically saying like oh you guys uh you know use twitter to for your benefit uh, in the previous elections now we're going to do it uh thank you elon um so there was that just a quick thing you know because i like to follow the election shit and we love to talk about elon here uh also breaking news would you believe it if i told you that representative paul gostar has hired more racists no <laughs> yes actually yes i would very much believe that because paul gostar is a nazi Paul Gosar is a Nazi. I've heard that. I've heard that. Comma, I've heard that. Don't sue me. Um, anyways. <laughs> is, he, is he affiliated with that guy who ran that museum from last week? That guy I loved so much? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, like, the, the, the hermit crap of Nazis? <laughs> I'll, I'll find a place where I can hang my flags. I'll show you. <laughs> um, so these are some, some, some interns that Gosar had. Um, they are no longer working for Gosar, not because of this article, but just because they, they, their term was up and they no longer, they no longer are working for Gosar. He never fired them, of course. Um, but. Did they get my, raptured? Is that they why? got raptured. Yep. Uh. The, the Lord took, the Lord called them home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh. But Mike, you and I, uh, talked like for a whole episode about that one griper nazi that gosar had hired years ago at this point wade searly um and that was in like talking points memo because he had uh 
pretty openly been affiliating with Fuentes and um, kind of saying some pretty explicitly racist stuff while working for Gosar. Well, this other fellow, there's technically two staffers that were identified in this article by the Arizona Mirror. Um, and their names are <sighs> Alexander Katz Nelson and Samuel King. I'm going to focus on Katz Nelson because, uh, this one is absolutely the most explicit one. Obviously, he posted a lot of stuff about hating black people and Jewish people and women and saying that women shouldn't vote and women should be executed for having abortions. Nice. And the, all the, 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 that. The, the greatest um, hit. But his account name, one of his Twitter account names, uh, this is the second week in a row where I have to censor myself. <laughs> um his 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 Twitter name was the abbreviation for total N word death rapist. And it, yeah, um, so and he absolutely had, wonderful. Yeah, and he had like Wojak's of him like uh, on his account, like killing trans people and with swastikas and you know sonnen rads and one of them had like a tattoo that said like n-words killed with like tallies but it actually said the word um and then it said like on the back like burn all caselers for jewish people uh so and he was just straight hitler posting 88 posting um so anyway this Katz nelson guy he used to be kind of like a Fuentes ally. Um, they they clearly had a falling out at some point. And when this journalist reached out to Katz Nelson about his account and this explicit Nazi posting, he removed the account, like he blanked it and just changed it to Nick Fuentes' personal address. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Gosar really didn't have anything to say about this. His staff released a statement saying like, oh, of course, Gosar does not support. He condemns anti-Semitism, racism, and homophobia in all its forms. And then, um, yeah. So, uh, that's the story with Gosar. I'm sure things will be done. You know, this is definitely not the first time this has happened. This will not be the last. But this guy that he hired, uh, hope he never sees a career in politics again because holy fucking shit. <laughs> um, anyways, that's Arizona. Filled with slurs, apparently. I mean, no more or less than normal. <laughs> no, actually significantly more. At least high profile slurs this week. Mm -hmm. uh, but unfortunately, still not surprising. Um I guess do better Arizona. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think we, I, I feel like the people that we have that listen from they're from Arizona are here to listen uh, to Haley probably specifically and are therefore already on team. Hey, Arizona should probably get his shit together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. God bless you. You're doing the Lord's work. Uh, okay. Well, it's time to get into our headline news for the week. Mike hit that sweet bump. 
From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's Q's in the News. Speaking of sweet bumps, I'm going to mix it up and segue into our breaking news, which is another surprising Hunter Biden W. As our man decided to show up uh, today to harass the GOP once again to just be like, hey, happy to answer any of your fucking questions there, bud, but only publicly, you fucks. Uh, for more, I'll turn it over to Mike, our knower of stuff. Mike, you know some stuff. Yeah, so Hunter Biden just uh, showed up to the Republican meeting that was supposed to hold him in contempt of Congress for okay, refusing we'll to... Okay, right there. Whose intro music did he walk out to? Uh, I would assume Stone Cold Steve Austin's. It I mean, was the Hellward theme. <laughs> I mean, that, oh, that would be the huge bub. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Um, we got to find out if Hunter Biden has a cameo. I mean, he's Hunter, do our probably... bumps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He's going to be real disappointed when he finds out what that means. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's going to be like, what the fuck? <sighs> and we're like, hey, we have a contract side there, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he. He was for the glass shatters. Yes, the glass shatters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <the> <laughs> <Republican>. <laughs> The Republicans all throw their hands up in exasperation. They can't believe what's happening. And uh, Hunter Biden walked into the room and sat down. And uh, Nancy Mace, I believe, uh, shouted at Hunter Biden that he, quote unquote, had no balls. He which had is... no balls. We've seen him, Nancy. We've seen yeah. his balls. You you have posted his balls. You've shown us his balls. You you people have waved photographs of his balls in front of us. And that's just uh, one. That's only the first of two very obvious examples of him. In fact, having balls. The second of which being him showing up to this here meeting of yours to publicly ridicule you with his presence. Like, that's not like a coward move. Like, Donald Trump wouldn't do that. Go someplace that's like literally enemy territory and just be there to annoy them. He'll go to home field territory to annoy people, but like, he's not going to show up to the White House and just be like, Sleepy Joe, I'm here to harass you. You know, it's just not his style. No. Yeah, everyone who's ever uh, the Trump the Trump White House was famous for Trump firing people by tweet or sending someone else to fire somebody. The man hated actual confrontation personally. The man was like notorious for being incredibly cowardly when it came to actually dealing with issues. So yeah, Hunter Biden shows up. This freaks out the Republicans. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene then goes to speak, and then Hunter Biden walks out on her, and then he goes into the hallway, and him and his lawyer have a press conference there, and just, like, steal the thunder from the Republicans and just suck all the oxygen out of the room. And the uh, meeting actually ended without a vote to hold uh, Hunter Biden in contempt. He so disrupted it, and he so broke their brains that they didn't even have the vote that they were intending to have that was the whole purpose of the meeting was to hold the vote. And they didn't even do it because Hunter just dunked on them so aggressively and so violently that they were like, ah, we, we can't even do the thing we wanted to do because Hunter Biden just like showed us up so aggressively. And also um, the Democrats in the room were just sort of like, hey, this whole defying subpoenas to thing, things. Hey, Jim Jordan, how about yours? How about that subpoena you ducked here? Here's, here are a bunch of other subpoenas. Other assholes in this room have also ducked. Like, fuck you with this whole uh, contempt of Congress is sacrosanct. You guys did it yourselves. Like, if, if we indict Hunter Biden for this, that's literally selective prosecution because a bunch of Republicans have done the exact same thing. And you can all pound sand. So, yeah, it was uh, 
this was uh, a... so my favorite part about all this is that like and get me wrong or don't get me wrong i am not a huge hunter biden fan like i don't know shit about the guy except for the fact that he seems sort of like a weird doofy playboy that gets into a bunch of trouble and can't help being like an anchor that's weighing down the guy we need to fight donald trump but that being said my favorite part of this whole ordeal is how the republicans have to spin it as some sort of like like side of weakness or boo like like this guy sucks and this i'm like look at how bad he sucks he showed up and did this incredibly cool thing like he just seems kind of like the mac i don't know he showed up and he ate their whole lunch and they have to try to spin they have to spin it as hard as they can to be like uh hunter biden still sucks it's like dude he just it, it, like we, we made a bunch of jokes about it being like a wrestling entrance but it it is sort of like political theater that does have an effect when it's done well and this is how you do it well you show up you sit down you silently just disrupt a thing just by being there and then you leave and then you hold your own independent thing that sucks all the air out of it it's just like oh wow and you didn't manage to call anybody a slur or make fun of somebody with a disability or you know do, do, do some abhorrent shit he just like used his presence in a savvy way i don't know like Again, unequivocal W for the the Hunster. Uh, I, I'm sure he's going to celebrate in the traditional fashion. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, uh, maintaining his his sobriety. So uh, that'd be great. Uh, they they actually had uh, Fox News had a um, a Krylon at the bottom of the screen that said Hunter flees hearing room in face of GOP questions, which is like that absolutely did not happen they're just like trying to alter reality if like you tuned in late to the story you'd be like oh hunter biden that sniveling coward ran from the republicans when they dared he he ran away from the place that he showed up to like of his own accord (laughs) like he showed up there (laughs) that he that he fled because he was afraid (laughs) like again like it's just like i don't think his message of hey just interview me like just like do your work publicly, like I, I demand that the American public get to see the questions that you're asking me, and like you know the proceedings. I don't think that's unreasonable. Like it certainly doesn't. It doesn't seem like he's running for anything. It just seems like he wants to be. It's like the opposite of running. He wants as many eyeballs on it as possible. Yeah, Hunter Biden is like I demand transparency in my questioning, and the Republicans are like, no, no transparency, and then he's like. Well, then fuck you. I ain't doing it. I ain't going to hide in a back room, have you ask me questions. And then at the on the 11 o'clock news on Fox, where you're going to be doing the sweet can thing to me, where you just chop up all my words and try to make it sound like I said shit that I didn't say. Because that's what this is all about. It's like literally just that. It's like a setup for a gotcha. And it's like a finger trap, because the harder they struggle against it, the more it makes them seem like, you know, just idiots by way of the fact that they ma- they're making Hunter look better. It's just like, like I-, I would never be thinking about this guy except for the fact that he gets to- he does stuff like this and it ruffles their feathers and it works. And then I'm just like, okay, well, I guess we're talking about Hunter Biden on the show against this week. And it's just like, I don't know, man, just let the Hunter Biden thing go. But they can't because they got nothing. Like this is the closest thing to something that they got. They're just like, oh, well, his son is kind of an idiot. Let's go after him. Ah, like. <laughs> Because aside from that, their only ammunition is, you're old. Way to be old, old man. It's like, okay. Got him. Yeah. Fucking got him. And meanwhile, his, his his old ass is in, like, going to visit active war zones and shit. 
It's like, yeah, oh, I was so supr- surprised you could even get off of that helicopter to that war zone, fucking old man. Yes, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, okay, let's move on from talking about the ultimate Chad amongst all Chads, Hunter Biden, who we all love unequivocally, uh, and talk about our good friend, uh, former President Donald Trump, who can't stop uh, spewing rope out of his mouth from which people can hang him, uh, which is what almost exactly half of the country loves about him which is so depressing uh for specifics let's go over to mike mike what's going on with the trumpster this week okay so he's been having himself uh quite the week uh he started it off by reposting the same tweet or truth i guess like 24 different times screaming at uh uh the woman who successfully um sued him for the uh, in, in civil court for the sexual assault. E. Jane, uh, I can never remember her last name, and I apologize profusely to the, the audience for being so ill-prepared. But um, This is the one who alleged that Trump assaulted her, the changing room of that, yes. like Macy's or whatever? Okay. Right. Yeah. And uh, literally, like, he wasn't convicted of rape because they weren't sure if it was his tiny penis or a finger that was, like, that, like, assaulted her. So it's like, Jesus Christ. No, he's on record having enormous hands. So if there was any, if, if there was any question there, it's because it was huge. So big. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, E. Jean Carroll, that's, that's your name. And so basically, um, Trump just went on this crazy jag doing that. And then after that, um, he made the declaration that he wanted to be he wanted to help deliver the closing argument in his civil trial for the uh, for the Trump business that's already been convicted in by default judgment in New York. And so he was like, I want to be part of the defense team giving the final presentation to the jury. And the judge said, well, you can do that so long as you don't turn it into a campaign speech. And uh, we just have breaking news now that Trump is now no longer going to actually be part of the closing arguments. Shockingly, he made a big, bold claim that he was going to do this crazy thing and immediately backed down when faced with the slightest bit of pushback. Uh, yeah, or that or what I would imagine for Donald Trump would have had to have been like maybe two dozen different people knowledgeable in legal matters that he happened to not hate all getting together and putting him in a room and giving him like an intervention yes like 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 setting him around a giant circle and doing an, an arcade ritual that only lawyers can do to convince a guy to not do the stupidest thing possible Right. Yeah. It was so obviously an unbelievably bad idea and yet Trump seemed to be very much in favor of it. But we'll see. I mean, uh, it, it's not happening. And I, what will almost assuredly happen is Trump is going to complain that he was silenced by the corrupt judge and denied his right to, like, speak in court and blah, 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 and all that fun stuff. So uh, those fun things happened. And then finally, um, we had his lawyers, his actual lawyers, uh, going before the uh, the judges in the appeals court about his claims of absolute immunity and at which point one of the judges uh, asked, like, how absolute is this absolute immunity? And one of his lawyers said basically that the only way a president can be uh, – they can face um, accountability for their crimes is to be removed by impeachment, and then they can face a trial in, like, criminal court. So as long as you have 34 senators who will not convict you of any crime whatsoever, you are literally untouchable by the law 
according to Trump's attorneys. The lawyer then asked if the president ordered someone, one of his political rivals, to be executed by SEAL Team 6, would that be okay? Because it is an official government act that they are doing and carrying out, and they could not be prosecuted for it. And Trump's lawyers really didn't have an answer for that. And to this, I say, that judge should be declared right immediately, and that ability should be upheld. That way, Dark Brandon can take over America, purge style, just... Guess what? The president can do whatever he wants as long as 34 senators won't convict him. So it's time for Dark Brandon to take care of business. So, yeah. My God, Sleepy Joe woke up and he's pissed. Sleepy Joe woke up and chose violence. This summer, (laughs) don't wake daddy. (laughs) And then we get the the inception noise. Cut scenes of Republicans running in terror. That, that, that fucking that scene from that over the top Civil War show that's coming out, where it's just the helicopter flying through DC shooting missiles. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <you> okay. <laughs> yeah. So we have all of that going on. Uh, the, so it, with all this stuff, it is mostly just an effort to delay things. Like Trump knows he's going to lose the appeal. Sadly, Sleepy Joe will not be allowed to execute the purge. Would that he could. But the point of this is to just try to make sure that none of these trials actually resolve themselves before uh, the election. Uh, Jack Smith's uh, staff has filed a uh, brief with uh, Judge Cannon, the the Trump-appointed shill that is going to do everything to delay the documents case to the best of her abilities. And he has stated that Trump's legal team has provided them with no discovery whatsoever in the stolen documents case. So literally Trump is just not going to participate in that trial. They're just going to stonewall it and just try to wall it off. Literally in team Trump's mind, the only thing they need to try to uh, gum up the works on is the January 6th case in, uh, in New York, because the Georgia case is a very large and complicated thing that may take months to actually try have the trial. So they're just like, we can, we can back burner all that other shit. We just have to try to prevent Trump from being convicted of the January 6th crimes, of which uh, he did. Uh, Jack Smith also had a thing thing, thing come out where they looked at Trump's Twitter account and the tweets where he was like, everybody go home, be peaceful, like stop uh, attacking the Capitol. That's not great. Uh, Those were actually sent by Dan Scavino. Dan Scavino got a hold of Trump's Twitter and tried to get everybody to chill out. Trump didn't actually write those. But the tweets where he was like, you know, that Mike Pence, be a shame if something were to happen to him, were written by Trump. So it's just like, oh, my God. And all of this legal wrangling that we have going on at this point is very obviously Trump's lawyers aren't even arguing that he didn't do it. They're just arguing you can't convict him of his crimes. They're literally just saying, yeah, he did it, but he can't be held accountable because he was the president. And you need to just back off. So I just think that, like, this whole thing is just so bizarre that, like, this is where we are in the year of our Lord 2024, where half this country is just sort of like, yeah, the guy that wants to be a dictator and isn't openly, like, happy criminal. Sounds good to me. I'm I'm here for it. I got the guy walking through the casino with the Biden is an idiot shirt on. So. Well, if only he was just a dictator, because he's more of an, if I can't have it, nobody can. Because then he also has some spicy <laughs> yeah. statements regarding the the potential crash of the American economy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, Trump was basically like, yeah, the economy is going to crash at some point, and I hope it crashes in the next 12 months so I can blame Joe Biden for it because I don't want it to crash under me because I don't want to be Herbert Hoover. That would make me very sad if I was like President Hoover. I just thought I'm paraphrasing. How dare you paraphrase yeah. the man? Tell us exactly what he said. Oh, what's that? <laughs> That's exactly what he said. I don't want to be like President Hoover. did he say he was just like i always said the one president i did not want to be like is this guy (laughs) so insane yeah yeah it's gonna crash i really hope that's within the next 12 months says your future presidential candidate you know like the guy that you'll be voting on whether or not you want to be the dude with his hand on the wheel like he he would like the crash to happen now thanks yes Like when, yeah, when, when, is, when is Joe? Where does Joe Biden's policy uh, on our economic situation, which is actually surprising levels of growth in the face of predicted not growth, uh, fly in the face of uh, President former President Trump's desire to see our economy crater in twelve months? Really weird. It's, it's impossible to impossible to choose who to vote for. Joe Biden is just so old, you know. <laughs> He's so old. He's two and a half. He's a whole two and a half years older than Donald Trump. Show me one good thing Joe Biden's done for this country. Okay, cool. (laughs) Now show me another. (laughs) Show show me some until they wear out, so I can tell you about how old he is. Or if you're, or or if you're a progressive with his voice, yeah. But we're about my free college. Okay, cool. Uh, There we go. (laughs) Now I've got all our bases covered. Uh, so, uh, well, don't, don't worry, uh, dear audience. We'll get back to talking about Donald Trump next week. I'm sure uh, he'll never go a week without doing or saying something insane, uh, except for the one time where he does his final insane thing. And what a podcast that will be! Uh, <laughs> the greatest podcast ever. And then uh, our last bit of news: Please fund us which... going to the funeral, listeners. Whenever that happens, <laughs> that, yeah, dude, we, we 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 would be putting the fun back in funeral. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, but in our last bit of news, which I say sort of in quotation marks because, like, I haven't really heard shit from it, but a lot of people are talking about it, obviously. Uh, our Epstein documents, they're back, baby. Uh, Stephen Hawking was on the island. What a time, you know? That he, yeah, stuff. Like, let's make a meme about the child sex he had because he's, he was he was disabled as well good stuff <laughs> so uh mike i have been hearing rumblings about this epstein stuff but i don't i haven't heard any arrests or like n- nobody's showed up mysteriously dead in their prison cell or anything so w- what gives what's up with the docs so the docs have have happened and uh q in the right wing are screaming and yelling about uh, bill clinton and trying to make it more than just that they're just trying to do something with this to just keep the momentum going forward while at the same time trying to avoid the whole fact that Trump is involved in this also. And it's really funny because one of these two people is not relevant in any way, shape or form. Bill Clinton hasn't been president since like 2001 for like the five minutes he was president. Then it's really funny that they're like, Oh, you, pedophile liberals love bill clinton and he's on epstein island and it's like what about trump's ties to epstein island the trump you're going to vote for guess what i'm not voting for bill clinton that's just his day in the sun has come and gone we're 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 past him 
And they're just like, oh, yeah, no, I just but- want to be able to confront in, in the olden days. You'd be able to confront them by just being like, oh yeah, Buster. Well, what about these? And drop like a Manila folder onto the table, and, like all the photos of Trump with Epstein would spill out, like him with his arm around Epstein, like, eh, this guy. Like, just like how do you explain these motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, the first batch of documents came out, and then recently a new batch just came out. And in the new documents, uh, Doe 174 appears to be Donald Trump. That is, I don't believe that these uh, individuals are ever going to be actually named, but the information given about Doe 174 very much fits with Donald Trump. So Donald Trump is absolutely part of the story. He's part of the documents. And the QAnon and the right-wingers are like, whoa, if you read this, it's totally different and absolutely exonerating. And it's nowhere near as bad as what they're saying about Bill Clinton in these documents. And they're blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, man, your your buddy like your buddy was in with Epstein, just like Bill Clinton was. And if they were the two candidates for president, boy, howdy, would I be maybe looking third party? But guess what? They're not. Like, <laughs> And also, again, we belabor the point a little bit on the show, but I'll just bring it up again. As soon as you've got the goods on Bill Clinton, fucking arrest his ass too, man. Like, if you're just like, here's the evidence that he was having sex with kids. I'm down for arresting Bill and Hillary Clinton. We can arrest Trump. We can arrest... Who else is on that list? You know? Who cares? Uh, 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 Prince Andrew? Yeah. Andrew, get his ass. uh, uh, The Dersh. The Dersh. Get him off of Fox News and get him in the clinker. You know what I'm saying? No, that's a different thing. (laughs) Jimmy Kimmel's yeah. on that list. Just I've getting Jimmy done to us. <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing I heard on Twitter was that it was Jimmy Kimmel. And every time I searched long. Epstein, that was the first thing I would see. So that must be truth. Yeah. Yes. I feel like, I mean, I can understand why you'd be wigged out if you were getting like death threats and stuff sent to your family. But I feel like Jimmy Kimmel chose the path of the moron by deciding to just be like, fucking fight me and I'll sue you. She's like, oh, no, nobody, no, you're just painting the flames. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. posted a tweet from some right wing, uh, like, account that's just, like, that kind of disinformation where it was all, like, uh, uh, Epstein victim claims that the notorious pedophile ringleader had sex tapes of Clinton, Prince Andrew, Rich, and Richard Branson. And then people pointed out, uh, buddy, that that headline had a fourth name in it. Uh, why why'd you leave out the fourth name? Because the fourth name in that headline was Trump. So like this uh, this one this accuser stated that he had sex tapes of all four of those people, and uh, team right winger was just like, you know, we're gonna just you know like tr- trim one of those names off. Uh, Sarah Ransom was the was the woman in question who made the allegation that Epstein had these tapes. Um, again, these tapes have never been produced. Uh, we don't know about any of this stuff. This is, in a lot of ways, like much of QAnon's uh, obsession with Anthony Weiner's laptop and and the, uh, the, the Hunter Biden laptop and every other MacGuffin that was going to bring down the deep state once it was revealed to the world. But... Um, I'm sorry, guys. Your boy, your boy's got is he's up to his neck in this Epstein shit. So it, I, this isn't the unqualified win you want it to be. Even though literally, I every time I'm scouring QAnon, they're just like Epstein all day, every day, and we're just going to lie about Trump. I saw one guy. They had the greatest 
cope video in the history of the world because it was a it was a clip of Epstein and Trump hanging out and Trump's like pointing at Epstein and like waggling his finger at him and he was just like in this video you can see that Donald Trump's making the pedo swirl symbol at Epstein and then he points his finger at him like a gun showing that like Trump knew Epstein was a pederast and that his execution was forthcoming and it's like dude that was like in the early 90s or the 80s why did he wait like 30 years to get rid of this guy? Like, what's going on? Why was the Trump investigation into Epstein so slow? Also, I feel like following the, like, this alleged symbol that definitely means, like, pedophilia, I feel like uh, uh, any any index finger heavy motion after that is subject to scrutiny and not necessarily a finger gun, if you know what I mean. I've uh, so, so that tells me if, if that was what the if those secret messages were being communicated, the intent of them may have been te- opposite to use some <laughs> old internet <laughs> parlance. Like, I'm totally into that. My name is Donald Trump and I love Epstein. That's why I keep flying to his private island. <laughs> <laughs> they never flown to the private island. Well, have you looked at the documents where they talk about how Epstein was recruiting girls from Mar-a-Lago? Shut up! He's like, yeah, great. And like, it's, it's like... It is so funny that this conspiracy, that, that this whole cult has been just wrapped around the idea that we're fighting child trafficking and sex rings and all this stuff. And it's like, your hero is literally a part of that. Like, it's. it's yeah, can't... again, Manila folder. Yes. How do you explain these, Buster? Boom. <laughs> it's, it's. Oh, what do we got here? Looks like pictures. Lots of pictures of your guy with our guy. <laughs> yeah. No, you, those are out of context. <laughs> it just looks like it just looks like they're having a great time with Julian Maxwell. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they have Yeah, looks like they have a real great time. Yeah. Oh, Fucking horse shit. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah. Again, sh- uh, when you when you drop out the proof and you get it into the hands of the right people, I hope everybody gets arrested because yes. that would be fucked up. But until then, yep. shut up about it. Uh, Moving on to our headline news segment. That's not correct. Our listener mailbag segment. That's the one. Boom. We did it. We got it right. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. That'd be great if I just like launched into the headline news again. That like just 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 the runbacks cause everybody a great deal of confusion. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pancake Peasant asks: Internet conversations and drama can be uh, completely disconnected from reality. What is your pick for the most severe case of this? Oh my god. Talking about uh, Twitter in real life to people who don't who don't who aren't on Twitter. It's like, "Oh my god, so Jackson Hinkle said this and then Jimmy Dar said this and then uh Poker and Politics said this." And it's like, "I don't know who any of those people are. Shut up, weirdo." That's the most yep, that's it. That's the most online. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to name names because I I don't want to get in trouble with anybody. But I will say that there are several communities uh, online, uh, like a bunch of them, that are guilty of this, where people just get together and be, because they found like their tribe, they immediately start to fucking go crazy tribal. Like even though there there are a bunch of individual people with like great intentions or whatever, they just like get together, they just start acting like like a bunch of bullies and douchebags for no fucking reason like i'm just like you got just calm down bud like when you find your people make it make it all love don't 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 go looking for your people so that you have a tribe of people to attack other people fucking calm down that shit is crazy (laughs) because like when when you see those people like you know when, when i meet any of the various people for these a lot of fandoms fall into this you know like because again i keep a lot of my shit contained to, to petty pop culture stuff uh so a lot of pop culture stuff like fandoms fall into this like you meet them in person and they're they're nice regular normal people and then you fucking you see their online discourse or whatever and it's just like they're just absolute rabid lunatics about stuff and just with flaming hot takes that should be nowhere near mankind that's always been the greatest disconnect for me between the the, the internet and meat space just like oh god yeah i i would say i mean i live in those two separate worlds where it's just so funny how one has nothing to do with the other i'd say i've started following some uh, flat earth debunking like accounts on social media which is just kind of running just dunking on flat earthers and i just think that's so so strange because there is no like IRL flat earth that I know of. It's almost entirely just pure internet trolls just making bullshit videos and screaming about, oh, there is no horizon. If you just have a powerful enough camera, you can see a ship for forever, man. And it's just, oh my God, you're just running through the same tired hack bit over and over and over again. And it's just, it's just silly. But yeah, the internet warps people. It breaks your brain. Like just dealing with people like that is so strange and it is all of it's a very fascinating subculture of madness that um it's it, what Haley said it's very hard to explain to people how just 
how altered the reality is once you get online and just how bizarre the conversations actually are about things. Cause you can start talking about sports and the next thing you know, suddenly we're now dealing with the Illuminati. And it's like, how did we get there? What's going on? I, I have a very specific example of uh, something crazy that I missed. Uh, th- this is independent of the thing I was mentioning before. Cause this is a single person who feels like they stepped out of pocket. And I mean, your mileage may vary, but I thought it was really funny. I'm going to an event. That event tends to have a lot of people in costume. They, uh, the the folks hosting the event have communi- recommunicated their existing policy on costumes that are essentially just like, hey, you can't have your whole ass out. And if your costume requires you to have your whole ass out, just use the skin tone like pantyhose or whatever, you know, whatever you got to do. It can't be your bare skin. Don't have your whole ass out. Like, don't just show up wearing a thong or whatever, right? Policy's always been on the books. People get mad about it every year when they discover that they changed the policy, which they have not. Uh, This year is no different. Uh, But one person was just like, am I the only person that thinks that that tight shit is sort of ableist? Like, if somebody with sensory issues can't be expected to be wear tights all day. And everybody was just like, what are you on about, mate? Like, like a bunch of people who like with actual disabilities were like, "Stop speaking for me!" Like, you—that's crazy talk. Like, we don't, dude. Like, don't be using that for this crazy policy. Like, you're not entitled to having your ass out. Don't use the potential for a disability to just be like, "I gotta have my ass out," because like in that situation, a lot there. Are, I'm sure a lot of people had a lot of questions that it would be weird to ask. But my first one would just be like. Well, how do you get by in your day to day? Like, what do you wear? Because, like, you, I'm assuming, like, the the choice to be in a costume where your ass is out—that's a choice. Like, you can just not make that choice, right? You can just wear slacks or a dress or whatever makes you feel comfortable in your day to day life. You don't have to show up as your like sexiest interpretation of a maid bunny that's just all cheek, you know. And, and if you want to make that choice, then you know the cost. The cost is the tights. Anyway, a lot of people were just like, dude, you're out of pocket. And I was like, that is the sort of thing that somebody would only say on the internet. I couldn't imagine anybody saying that in real life to anyone and expect like a yeah. realistic response out of it. Yeah. yeah, the my, my cosplay of Harley Quinn from the first Suicide Squad movie requires the tightest ass booty shorts imaginable. And I cannot wear tights under them because of reasons. Just, oh my God, seriously. Calm down. Just calm down. That is uh, that is wild. That is absolutely the most hilarious thing I've heard in a while. The internet's great. I love the internet. Yes. I hate the internet. I mean, I feel like that's how everyone should feel. Everyone should love and hate the internet. <laughs> uh, Heroistic Velociraptor asks uh, a Peppers Haley with a series of questions. What is the status of the AZ fake electors investigation? Uh, what the fuck is going on with Ethan and the new arrest warrant? Uh, and finally, what is the latest on Blaze and the Doomsday Mormons? Uh, hit me with them each one by one. <laughs> What's the status of the AZ fake electors? Investigation? Um, ongoing. It is because we got a new AG. Uh, like previously it was Brnovich and now it's Chris Mays. So it flipped from Republican to Democrat. There was no investigation into the fake electors whatsoever under Burnovich. Chris Mays comes in, now she's doing it, but it's like a billion fucking uh Republicans in Arizona because they all love breaking crimes. Um it's actually just over a dozen. But um still you gotta investigate a bunch of them. And there's also like the 
thing that'll definitely happen when charges start coming down like you're persecuting us you're you're you know like that kind of shit so they probably have to play it real careful and it's got to be real airtight so hopefully that's coming soon or else i'm going to be real fucking pissed um there are these trucks that are driving around queen creek which is where jake hoffman who is a turning point usa like higher up slash representative here and he's also a fake elector he was previously banned for twitter for running a troll farm for turning point usa ran by teenagers um but there's like this truck that's driving around his district that is like we're coming for you fake electors and he posted about it like there's people threatening me in my district and it's that was very funny so we're coming for you fake electors next question uh, what is going on with Ethan and the new arrest warrant? He is, There is an arrest warrant issued. For those listeners who don't know, there is a semi-viral neo-Nazi here that often harasses LGBTQ communities, churches, synagogues. He threatens to kill Jews and LGBTQ people. And he like he 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 harassed people at a synagogue a while back, and uh, was uh, he he was uh, he didn't face any jail time. He he just had to follow his probation the the terms of his probation and pay a fine. I think he did not follow the terms of his probation. Shockingly, um, so there's a warrant out for his arrest. Um, but as far as I know, the police have said they have not arrested him, and I'm sure they're not looking for him because they don't give a shit about this guy because uh, our police are lazy and corrupt. Next question. What's the latest on Blaze and the Doomsday Mormons? Um, As far as I know, he has been extradited back. Okay, again, for listeners who don't know, we have Mormons in Arizona. Have you guys ever heard of Mormons? <laughs> uh, we have a it, lot of them. It's taken till the one hour, 18 minute mark in the podcast, but I finally get to bring up Moroni. Moroni. You your tickets Boom. now. Bingo. Yeah, who, dude, who, who doesn't know what a Mormon is? Like, I'm fucking a little mermaid. Love that shit. Do you guys have big yes. Mormon communities in your area? No. No? We have a ton, obviously because of Utah, but also like, just in general, we have a pretty big mormon community in arizona and um there's there's also been like the weird the the more dangerous offshoot sects of mormonism here that are a bit more either fundamentalist like they actually do polygamy or there's been some like doomsday type more cultish kind of sects of mormonism um Lori Vallow is a pretty infamous one. She uh, murdered her kids. Um, she was actually just extradited to Arizona, too, because she'll be facing a trial here in Arizona, too, for that. Um, the the Blaze, I forgot how to say his last name. It's like Tribidu. Uh, s- there, was a, there was a worry in Arizona that something similar was going to happen. This teenager got kidnapped by his siblings and he was taken to like Canada. They were trying to smuggle him out of the country. Um, 
because there and his father was worried it was going to be another Lori Vallow situation because his family kind of dabbled in a bit more extreme Mormon, a, a more extreme Mormon sect. Um, and uh, yeah, siblings were arrested. Uh, the 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 kid, the teenager, is back in Arizona, as far as I know. And the siblings that were arrested are, I think, I think the because it was a, a the siblings were male and woman, male and female. Um, the woman is being housed in the same cell as Lori Vallow, so that'll be an interesting crowd. Um, but yeah, that's the update on all three of those things that you just said. <laughs> Boom! Your one stop. Your one-stop shop for all things Arizona. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, Leech from Buffalo asks, is Texas Hold'em the best form of poker? I would say that Texas Hold'em is the most popular form of poker, and therefore it is the form of poker you wish you were going to want to learn the most about if you want to make money at the game. Because poker is now texas hold'em it's like conspiracy theories are now QAnon. like there's other forms of those things but people know the shorthand of like if they're like hey you got poker in this joint they mean texas hold'em that's what they're talking about so as for the actual games uh, I actually like a lot of games that are not Hold'em. I love Stud Eight or Better. That's probably my favorite game. I love uh, Split Pot games like that. I love Lowball. I love Padugi. I love Deuce to Seven Triple Draw. Any like funky, weird variant game of poker is something that like I do enjoy. So I would say those things are something I enjoy much more. But for like, what do you have to learn if you want to make a buck or two at this thing? You got to start with Hold'em because that's what everyone's playing. That's And that's where the morons are. And eventually, if like you're good enough, you get to a point where it's less morons. But you don't have to, you never have to go that high to actually make a living at, at poker. If you have enough of a bankroll and you know what you're doing, you can play one, two, and two, five and just like make like a thousand dollars a week or so if you're just trying to, trying to grind. But that's the problem is that like people play poker because it's exciting and fun. And then after like three, four months of doing that shit, you're like, Oh shit, I've just obtained a different job, but it's the one job in the world where you can go to work and lose money. It's like you get home from work and and, and your spouse is like, Hey honey, how was the day? And you're like, Oh, lost two weeks of wages. How does that? It's like, Oh no. So yeah, I mean, it's uh it's brutal that way. It's a very brutal, uh, it's a brutal hobby. And it's a really brutal way to try to make a buck or two. Um, as someone, I don't know who said the quote, but they said, uh, poker is a hard way to make an easy living. And then truer words were never spoken. Uh, yeah, my answer is a lot simpler. I would say, yes, it is the best, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. What is your favorite game? Uh, I mean, if I had like the, roll for it probably just stud eight right i mean stud eight's just like a blast when it's when it's popping off but that require that that seems like it would require a lot of a lot of disposable money to sit there like chase bullshit and like ride those highs and know that you're going in to probably you know you're going in for a little more of a gamble than just sitting down to play traditional by the numbers hold them oh yeah absolutely absolutely like uh uh l and i had a home game that was uh like the first like two hours were uh hold them and then the last like two or so hours were stud eight 
And we had like one guy that would literally sit in the other room and play video games until the stud eight. He was like, just, I'm only here for the stud eight guys. Like hold them. You can piss up a rope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, those were great times. Man, the the DJ yep. days when everybody wanted to get in as a gambling action. It was just so oh, easy yeah. to get a home game up and running for anything. Yeah, Chris Moneymaker just broke the world for poker. Like literally, it's like some some nobody from nowhere is the world champion of poker. The next world champion could be me. Oh my god! I mean, that's literally how I got into the casino. Yeah, business. because it, like when when somebody gets elevated to the highest echelon, like when somebody wins like the fucking MVP of the NFL or whatever, you don't have a bunch of other players coming out to just be like, yeah, I don't know, that guy's not very good. <laughs> but like, I remember. <laughs> I remember when Chris Moneymaker won, like, a bunch of professional poker players. They were trying to be diplomatic about it to varying degrees, except for probably Phil Helmuth. I'm sure he was just like, hey, that guy sucks. I'm a dickhead. But, like, a bunch of them were just like, oh, yeah, you know, like, uh, everybody can go on a deep run, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Super funny. Yeah, I like that was my favorite thing uh, from that era was, like, a few years later when Jamie Gold won the World Series they uh, had him playing like an ultra high stakes cash game with the real professionals. And they had the co-host of the show being like, Hey Gabe, are are these, are these pros intimidated playing against a world champion? And it's like, it's the dumbest question I've ever heard asked on a poker show. And Gabe Kaplan was like, no, I think they're pretty comfortable playing against Jamie Gold. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, uh, hmm, I wonder. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I wonder is Daniel Legrano and Phil Ivy are they nervous playing Jamie Gold? It's like no, they're not. They're licking their chops. This guy's free money. Has Phil Ivy ever been nervous? I know. He's <laughs> like, like, like a sphinx. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, we love Stud Eight, and uh, I love Low Ball on top of that. But and but uh, I said to stop myself short was basically. Right after Moneymaker won the World Series, I had a friend in Nevada who was dealing poker, and he was just like, bro, come out here. Two legs and a pulse, you can get a dealing job. And because it was just, poker was so hot at that time. It was so wild. Like, rounders was the biggest thing. It was like, rounders, like, came out at the wrong time of it. It'd come out, like, a year later. It would have been, like, an actual box office hit. But instead, it became, like, a weird cult classic because... Everyone was getting into poker due to Moneymaker. Now there was this poker movie that had Matt Damon and John Malkovich and Ed Norton. And it was like, oh, shit. And so it's just that whole zeitgeist of that time was wild compared to where it is now, where you just have everyone's just sort of like, uh, like poker's a thing. It's background noise. It's just like static in the background. And every now and then there's like a poker scandal that you see online. But it's really just there's nothing like what it was back then. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, any, any other mailbag questions? Nope. That just brings us back to our standard mailbag finisher, which is what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, I have a, I'm going on a big event. I'm not going to be recording with the gang next week because I will be in an event. I will be in the, the Washington of DC for a cool event out there where people are not to have their whole asses hanging out. Even you though start with the Capitol? <laughs> Several of them will. No, that was uh, that was four days ago. Mm. <laughs> we, we have a day for that. <laughs> no, I'm, going to a, I'm going to a music festival. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a bunch of people, cool costumes, a bunch of music. Uh, getting to see a bunch of my boys that live down there. Uh, maybe cool. even some of my boys that work for the government. Ooh, I know. Yeah, we're, we're doing it. The I'm, info. I'm going to find out. Uh, I'm going to find out some Illuminati stuff for sure. I'm going to be like, hey, where the fuck is my invitation to the party? I want to sell it for cash. I've been pretty open yeah. about it. 
Yeah, find out exactly how deep the Taylor Swift rabbit hole goes. Like who who got her in on the operation here? Like, like who looped her in? That's, is Cat Williams right? I I need to know. Yeah. Uh, anybody uh, anybody who's in the know will already know what I'm talking about. So. Uh, if you happen to also be at the show, uh, I will be there. But part of being mysterious elf is not exactly telling you where I'm going to be. So yep. mysteriously, I will be there. And if you if you if you catch me, I'm like an elusive Pokemon. You know? Yes. Yes. Mysterious. <laughs> so Haley, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go to lunch in a few with with someone, and it'll be nice. Mm-hmm. What are you getting for lunch? I don't know. Probably a sandwich. I love sandwiches. Sandwiches are good. I mm-hmm. approve of sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting over this cold. My cold is uh, finishing, so that that's good. And I'm looking forward to that. And um, I'm also looking forward to listening to the last two episodes of Rob Reiner's Insanity, because uh, apparently they're going to name who killed JFK in episode 10. So finally... Uh, my long quest for the truth is going to be revealed to me. Rob Reiner's going to do it. It's me. about damn time. Right. It is. And Soledad O'Brien and Rob Reiner finally got to the bottom of this shit. So good on you. Uh, spoiler alert. They didn't. They're out of their minds. They're nuts. So yeah. No way. They but, totally yeah. did. It was so easy. They did it instantly. Over the course of like 10 episodes, they were like, hey, we're going to crack this one wide open. Yep. I made movies. Damn it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How, how hard how hard could this investigation shit be? I I mean yeah. movies, motherfucker. And uh, also, I'm l- looking forward to uh, digging into Taskmaster New Zealand series two because uh, Elle's been raving about it, and I love all forms of Taskmaster. So I'm gonna have to do that. Oh, dude, have you not watched any of it yet? Oh, it's so good. It's so fucking uh, well, good. I watched what I thought was season two because uh, I remember like way back in the day you told me like season one kind of weak, season two great. So I think I watched season two. Is series two season two or is it different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sorry. Right. Series two is just the way they say it in countries that are not the United States. Oh, oh okay. Then I think I've seen it already. <laughs> Damn. Oh well. Oh, sorry, buddy. Right. Still great though. Not I'm bad. rewatching it. Yes, it was. It was great. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, it is time for us to fuck straight away from Hell World. Uh, this week, let's say Paddle Boat, Incredible Powder Paddle Boat down the Hell World River. It exists. It's terrible, just like the rest of the town. And we're on the boat getting the fuck out of here. Thank you so much for listening to the show and supporting us with your ears. If you would like to support the show even harder, but still for free, you can do so by giving us a five-star review wherever your podcasts are provided. If you have money and you want to give it to us, Lord knows we will take it you can go to patreon.com slash poker politics and give us your donos there. Anybody who donates $5 or more per month gets access to our slate of bonus content. Uh, I believe uh, 60 or more hours at this point. It's a lot of stuff, uh, including a bunch of different series uh, featuring new and old uh, hell world uh, resonance, you know, uh, Haley uh, providing some stuff for the new content as well as the old back catalog featuring our boy Sarge. Uh, so $5 or more per month gets you access to that tier. Uh, thank you, everybody in our crib. We love our beautiful our babies. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us because we are just a bunch of dickheads talking shit on the internet, we totally get it. There's a lot of good ways to do uh, wonderful things in the world with that money, but one of the ones that we suggest is love146.org, an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Thanks as always to DJ Minimal Effort for the use of our original theme song, accidentally remixed by Mike Rains himself into the thing you heard this very episode. 
Thanks to our boy Frosty, who joined me on Blue Sky. Not that I give a shit about the platform, uh, but he joined it finally, uh, hopefully abandoning X for good. So you can find Frosty on Blue Sky, at FrostyVO. Uh, me on Blue Sky, at Mysterious L, who cares? Uh, Haley's various social media platforms, at Arizona Right Watch, uh, including Blue Sky, and I believe still uh, Twitter slash X. Uh, Mike Rains, of course, Poker Politics on various social media, including Blue Sky and X slash Twitter. Uh, and the show itself, still uh, wasting away in its own little digital hell world on the platform formerly known as Twitter, at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. So for another successful episode of the Avengers in Hellworld podcast, I have been one of your co-hosts, the Mysterious L, joined as always by our expert in all things Arizona crazy, Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch, and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics. Good speed, patriots! 